0: Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org, or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We are so glad that you are joining us this week. It's always an honor that you would invite us to be a part of your week and that you would take time out of your day out of your week to tune into the the podcast. I'm so honored to just connect with you in the online space and we are in uh, just a mini series talking about having healthy relationships and that we were created to be in community that God did not create us to live alone or to live in isolation but that God meant for us to be in relationships with other people and And so we are really kind of unpacking that and what does that look like? how do we build healthy community? Maybe, uh, maybe you're listening today and you're feeling like, oh, this is kind of a sensitive area for me. I, I'm struggling with mistrust or betrayal of some kind. And so when I think about being in a healthy relationship and allowing people into my world and into my space, I'm not really sure I want to do that. I feel hesitant. Uh, and so we want to encourage you in this mini series that you can trust God to bring people into your life that you can be in a healthy community with, and that you have something to offer. People will be blessed to know you and to have you a part of their life. And likewise, you are a part of the body of Christ and we need you. Uh, And so with that, welcome to the show. She's a returning guest. I, um, When I was thinking about who do I want to bring in to have this uh, conversation about healthy community, my friend Ayana Dixon was one of the ones that really came to my mind right away. And so I reached out to her, asked her if she'd be willing to join us here on the podcast again. And of course, she so graciously agreed. So you are going to love her. Again, she's a returning guest. But if you are new to her, you're going to to want to call her friend at the end of our time together. So welcome back to the show. Ayana. tell us a little bit about you, where you're joining us from, and anything else that you want to share with us.
1: Well, Susan, thank you so much for, for the invitation again. I'm so happy to be back with your, your, your listeners. I'm uh, joining you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, I am a wife, a mother, married to Matus Dixon, and uh, we pastor Agape Global Ministries in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. We'll be moving to Kannapolis, which is right outside of Charlotte in a few months, so a new new space. And we have three children, ages 14, 12, and 9.
0: Okay, and so there's a lot of moving pieces in your life, and moving, um, like moving is is this like a sister church? You're opening up a new church plant, or you're moving like physical locations? Like, yeah, completely? we're moving
1: physical locations to a to a new building. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's yeah. exciting. A lot of work. A lot of work. <laughs> a lot of preparation. So <laughs> we're in the preparation stages right now, and it definitely is a task. That, you know, a community would need to work together to make sure it's fulfilled well. So definitely very exciting, but lots of preparation.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, blessing and favor upon that. And the Lord would just continue to go before you and open up the right doors and lead you according to his heart and his will and his plan for all that he wants to do through you and your husband and your ministry and your church. I just can only imagine that that community is so blessed that you and your husband are there and engaged in community and helping reach people for the glory of Jesus.
1: Yeah, it's a blessing to have the opportunity to do so, to to interact with people who want God and um, who might even not even be aware that they need him, but they know they need something. So it's a blessing to be in this space right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, again, we're talking about community, healthy relationships, and I know that you have a heart for community. You have a heart for just fostering that. And and so I was wondering if you would just start off by telling us a little bit about why that is so important to you.
1: I think because, you know, we all have experiences with our expectations not being met in community. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. We've all had experiences where our interactions weren't you know what we expected and I believe my passion comes from a place of not wanting people to get stuck in that disappointment Mm -hmm. and to push past the disappointment so that they can experience the joy of being in community.
0: Oh oh that is so
1: good. Yeah that's where it comes from.
0: Yeah and so can I can Mm -hmm. I can I ask you that passion that you have, is it out of maybe like some experience that you've had? And so you want to maybe offer something that you wished you would have had?
1: Yes, it's, I guess, it's it's actually coming from past experiences of my own, of being in community or wanting to be in community and not being allowed to be. But then on the flip side, I've also experienced being a part of amazing communities where there was support and there was openness and there was you know, people cheering you on and they wanted you to cheer them on. So I've experienced both. And so I know that if you're able to push past that pain of being left out or feeling like you weren't seen or or being let down or betrayed, those types of things, because I feel like the reason why we are sometimes hesitant to jump back in like, you know, to try to be in a a, a community of people is because of something we've experienced before. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have previous hurts, things that we have not dealt with deeply. And so because those pains are still there, because that wound is still there, that's why we're like, oh, I'm not gonna do that again. I'm not gonna, oh, I'm not gonna join church. I'm not gonna join it. I can just watch it online. Oh, I'm not gonna join a club anymore. I'm gonna stop doing that because this happened you know and so whatever interaction we had wounded us so instead of trying to get that healing that we need our defense mechanism is to build a wall and say i'm i'm just i'll be here by myself i can do god alone i'm good
0: mm-hmm. yeah you know that's such a great segue into my next question just talking about what you think or what you have maybe found as you are, you know, just creating not only community, but being a part of community, some obstacles that Mm -hmm. women face when either they want to create community in, you know, in their own little world or choosing to be a part of one. And so you had said that quite possibly a hurt that, that hasn't been healed, that we're still maybe kind of processing and, and walking through. Would you say that that is one of the obstacles?
1: Definitely. And I think it's a major uh hurdle, you know, because we're we're just trying to protect ourselves. We're going based on our past experience. And so, you know, we, we don't want to have that pain again, right? Mm-hmm. But as we're talking about building community, I think it begins with healing. It begins with acknowledging I was hurt. I was expecting something different and I was let down. I trusted someone and they betrayed my trust. And then also, I would say, healthy boundaries also help with that as well. So as we are dealing with that hurt and acknowledging the fact that yeah, that did hurt my feelings, that made me scared to trust again. I think as we learn how to have healthy boundaries in our lives, then we can have the courage to go back in again and say, okay i'm ready I'm ready to to try this community again. I'm ready to 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 connect with people now because I have established boundaries and i have you know what i believe is acceptable for me in my life according of course according to what god says is acceptable as well because god teaches us boundaries in the in the bible mm. you know he tells us to love you know our neighbors as ourselves so it's implied that the self love is there you know so if it isn't there that brings a lot of issues for us <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. And so with that, what, what are some of the other obstacles that you think keep women from either creating community themselves or, you know, reaching out to be a part of one, making that step because it can feel risky, they're hesitant. What are, what are some other obstacles that you think are there?
1: I think another obstacle is if you have communities that are already established everybody knows everybody already everybody's comfortable and then a new person comes in then some people within that established community might be a little guarded oh a new person's coming we don't know who they are what if this happens you know they're a stranger and i think that could that, that's an obstacle you know we should allow people in and when an issue if an issue arises with that person then we address it but we shouldn't go in fearing Especially if we're an established community, if we are people who say we love we love Jesus and we're following him, then we have to allow that person an opportunity to come in.
0: yeah, that's really good because it really places some responsibility on the community to mm-hmm. be open and welcoming and to make other people feel welcome and included and to offer that warm embrace. I'm thinking especially you know if if someone has moved to a new area or maybe they are, for whatever reason, changing churches or maybe this particular group that they were a part of is no longer meeting, but she still wants community. And so she's looking for other places to find that. And so, yeah, I I love that you pointed that out because that is such a powerful reminder to us who are already engaged in community, you know, to have eyes opened. You know who who is around us that we could extend an invitation to to join us to be a part. And you know, she may not want to, but at least we're extending the invitation. I think that that is so so powerful. Love that.
1: Absolutely, and I'd like to also add, as we are being open, you know. If you allow God, and I'll speak back to those who are thinking about, you know, reconnecting with the community, you have to allow God to do it the way he wants to and to send who he wants in your life. They may not look the way you thought. They might not be the ethnic background you thought they were going to be. They might not be the age you thought they were going to be. But if you just say, God, I trust whoever you bring to help me, whoever you bring to support me, whoever you bring just to bring joy to my life so i can bring joy to theirs you will be surprised at the at the um the people that you will meet and the diversity that will come into your life when you're open like that
0: yeah. Oh, I love that. And the the word that you use, the diversity there. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just thinking not only ethnicity, but age and different seasons of life. And I mean, we we need everybody, right? I I mean, I have people in my life, as I'm sure you do too, that are further along in just like natural age. I mean, old enough to be my mom, um, but yet they're a part of my my community. And I have people that are younger than me, people that are in the same season as I am. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and so I mean, just kind of taking how God might, um, if I'm hearing you correctly, just taking how God might answer and provide out of the box, you know, like, here I am, God, I believe that you created me for healthy community. And so who are those people?
1: Exactly. That is exactly what I'm saying. And I think when we let go of that piece and stop trying to control what our community will look like, then we give God space to move.
0: Yeah. Oh, so powerful. So just personally, then if I can ask you, what uh, obstacles have you personally had to overcome in this area?
1: Well, just as I said, I myself have had to say, uh, Lord, and this, for me, it was more so about age because, you know, I had noticed that God started to send young people my way and I was like, <laughs> okay, Lord, let me open my mind up here. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like the 20 somethings. Um, and I'm like, wow, this, this group is amazing. I mean, you know, there are lots of memes and jokes about that, that group people, but I have been, have been nothing but blessed. And I'm so glad. The guy was like, hold on, I'm trying to do something here. Let me show you how this group of young people can bless you. So for me personally, it was getting past how old someone is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. hmm
0: that's good that's really good and so would you say having just an openness like you know god i i'm trusting you here and so i'm i'm going to trust that whoever these people are i i want to receive this as a, it's a gift isn't it don't you think that it's it's just a gift from god
1: it's a gift and we have to you just have like i said before we just have to stop taking the limits like you said to let god we want to Got out the box, you know. We want him to perform and do for us more than we can ask, think, or imagine. Well, that means that, you know, my limited thinking or my prejudgment of someone is limiting God. And so, once we allow God that space, it is a blessing. It's a blessing mm-hmm. in ways that you can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, because God yeah. knows all things; He knows what we need, and He also knows what we want. Yeah. So we have to give Him the opportunity to provide that for us in different ways.
0: Mm. And so thinking about, you know, if you would have kept God and his how he would have answered that prayer in a in a box, like it has to look like this, it's going to come like this, it's going to sound like this, it's going to feel like this, you would have missed out on these beautiful people that he's brought into your life. And it really sounds like they've been an incredible gift uh, to you.
1: Absolutely. I would have, I would have missed God. I would have missed my blessing. I would have missed because in this, this uh, specific community I'm talking about were answered prayers, were solutions to problems I couldn't figure out, support because I can't do everything by myself. Trust that, you know what, you can trust this group. I'm sending specific people to you that you can trust. Mm. So I would have, I would have missed that completely because they're not, you know, forging it up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So can I, can I go back to uh, something that you said just a couple of minutes ago about healing from, you know, past experiences and how that can be an obstacle. Do you think that healing from past experiences in relationships happens
1: within community? It can be part of it. Yeah. It can be part of it. I think that for some of us, we have to get to a certain place of healing, it might not be complete healing, but it might just be the beginning stages of healing. And then we, we are ready to get back into community. But some people are able to go in wounded and experience their healing in the community. That's a good point. You know, I think it's it does take some reflection to figure out where am I in the process? Am I so hurt that I can't even reach out to anyone? Or can I muster up the faith to go to the meeting? or, you know, to, to to communicate that I'm interested in the club or whatever it is that you're doing to be a part and to plug in. So I think it would definitely be specific to each person where you are in your process. Mm, yeah, yeah, so good.
0: Mm-hmm. And it, it is, I love that you pointed that out that everyone's process of walking. If you're, if you're listening today and you, you are feeling like I am working through some hurt in the result of a past experience that I had in a relationship that everyone walks through that journey and processes that with the Lord differently. And so to, you know, don't beat yourself up because everyone's journey looks different and it's paced differently. If I can use that word at a lack of better words, probably, but it's, it just looks differently. I think that the main thing is that you are making progress, that you are moving forward and not staying stuck in that place. Because I, I mean, I think that that's a whole nother uh, probably topic of an episode, but I, I don't think, and and wondering what your thoughts are, I don't think that it was God's heart for us to live as stuck people in hurts and, and wounds and, you know, heart, hearts that are so, just so walled off that we don't want to engage anymore. What do you think That's, about that?
1: I agree with you. I think it's clear when we we, you know, look at God's word that he, his heart is for us to love each other. The community is definitely on the forefront of his heart. You know, even when we look at Acts, like, you know, the, the book of Acts, how the, the birth of the church and how community is the th- underlying theme of how things were birthed and how things moved and how people, you know, uh, were able to live and, and care for each other and just that whole theme of community there. And I, I believe that that is God's intention. He wants to love people through us. God wants to love people through us. He wants to use our hands and he wants to use our arms to hug. And he wants to, you know, use our our faces and our eyes and our lips and our mouths to smile at someone. So I think if we look at it that way, that's why, you know, that's why I'm so, one of the reasons why I love community so much, because I know that God desires to use us to bless his people.
0: Oh, okay. So I, I feel like we could just say, "La, let's pause and think <laughs> about that for the next 100 years. I mean, that is so deep and so powerful right there that yeah. God wants to, I want to get this right. So correct me if I'm, if I'm misquoting you, God wants to love other people through us.
1: That's it. That's what he wants. Wow. And that's
0: what he wants. And I mean, think about the world around us that we're living in. I mean, there is no loss of opportunity That's it. for God to love people through us.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what oh. I'm telling you. We are, the world is love starved. And this is why God is telling us, love your enemies, because he wants to love them through us. You, yes. know, love your, you know, love your neighbors, honor your, you know, all those things is that is what he's trying. He wants to get as much love pumped into the world as possible. And that's what he wants us here for.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. So powerful. (laughs) Like I said, I, I just, (laughs) I feel like I could just sit in that. If I was reading that in a book somewhere, or I was listening to a podcast and I heard that, I think I would push pause and just marinate in that. I I just, that is so powerful, so much depth in that. So, you know, you mentioned in your introduction that uh, you are a woman in leadership, you wear many hats. And, um, and so I I wanted to ask you, do you think that relationships and healthy community is more difficult for women
1: in that type of leadership? You know, at first I would, at first I would say yes, but I don't think so. And this, let me explain why. Because I feel like women, um, since we're speaking of women specifically today, regardless of where we are in our lives, those who are seeking community, I feel, are having the same struggles. Mm-hmm. So, if, like, like, let's take the, the, the women in leadership right? If they're not connected to a community, they're concerned about finding the right community. Who can they trust? Are they going to accept me? You know, so those questions don't change, whether it's a group of women in leadership or a group of stay-at-home moms or a group of, you know, um, women who've lost their husbands. It's the same concerns, regardless of, you know, what Area that woman is in. Now, having said that, I do think that there might be a few extras that women in leadership have to deal with. But basically, I think we're all asking those same questions if we're looking to join a community. Mm. Because as a woman in leadership, you also have to add on that you have to be careful about how you connect with people that you meet. Because some people God is bringing to your life to pour into and not necessarily be a friend to, but more as a teacher or a mentor, or so you have to be sensitive. It might not be a person, God may send someone to you, and it's not someone for you to lean on. It's someone that needs to lean on you for a season. So I think in that way, it could be different. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think we're all asking the same questions when we're looking to join community.
0: hmm I really appreciate how you distinguish that, because I think that sometimes when women are maybe reaching out to those of us in in leadership, for, you know, they're maybe wanting to glean some wisdom, they want to, you know, they're maybe following in on the similar path that, that we have previously walked um, over the years. And so there is that mentor and mentee type relationship that that can get kind of, kind of messy or kind of cloudy a little bit if the mentor is expecting the mentee to somehow speak into her life and and like hold her up and, you know, and, and do these different things. Now, can God use that person in that way? He can, because we can learn from anybody. God can speak through anybody, but I would say more often than not, you are investing in and speaking into that person and so i think that in in that type of scenario it's important for us um and it would serve us and and the other people well to keep our expectations realistic would you say
1: i would absolutely agree and i agree with everything you said god can use that person that you are you are teaching training mentoring to speak a word of encouragement to you but being aware that in this season, this is what God has. This is where God has me in your life. And, you know, we, you know, as leaders, we're put in positions in a position to give without expecting anything back in return. And so having that healthy perspective, I think, is is key. hmm.
0: And so with that, I want to unpack a little bit in, you know, in uh, leadership roles, whatever that looks like for for women who might be listening, do you uh, allow everyone to have equal access? Uh, and I think that, you know, we've kind of touched on that a little bit with, you know, like different roles in, in relationships, but, you know, how do you know who like who gets that up close, you know, that front road, if you will, type of relationship like they they know you at a like a very intimate place. Does that make that, sense?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question. I believe I would say for me, I think it's a gradual knowing and understanding as you're interacting with the person and as you're sensitive to who this person is and you know, what's your function in their life, then you can begin to make decisions to place them in that, uh, in a healthy space in your life. Mm -hmm. So it's, and it's something I believe that happens over time. I don't, I've not experienced meeting someone the first day and knowing right away, not yet anyway, of, okay, this is definitely where God, you know, has you, but maybe after a few interactions, it starts to become a little bit more clear. And then I know Because based on past experience, you know, what to share and what not to share. And it does take, you do have to have experience, you know, um, interacting with people. And we can't be afraid of those things. Mm -hmm. And we can't internalize other people's poor decisions. Because when we do that, we'll be afraid to reach out to someone else. So if someone makes a poor decision, that's their decision. It has nothing to do with me. You know, and it, it may have hurt me. I deal with that, and I move on. but based on my my continued interactions with the person and what determine how we move forward and where where we where we place you in our lives mm-hmm. yeah, oh, that's
0: so good. I know one of the one of the things that the Lord has taught me over the years because in my in my immature <laughs> years of, you know, being a young green bean in my faith and sure. um, so many insecurities and, you know, just really trying to work through so many things from, from my past. um Before I came to faith in Christ, I was throwing out BFF titles to, to everybody like candy at a parade, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, the Lord, and that is not wise. It's not wise. It's not healthy. And, you know, just relationships can become very, not only complicated, but they can become fractured and communication can be just, you know, broken down and, and, and then there has to be forgiveness and rebuilding and, and trust at rebuilt and that kind of thing. But one of the, one of the things that the Lord has taught me over the years is when I'm connecting with someone and thinking that, wow, I really feel connected to this person. I feel like there quite possibly could be something down the road. And and thinking that I'm watching and paying attention to pieces of my story or parts of my, my life that I'm sharing, how do they receive that? How do they respond Mm -hmm. to that? What do they do with that? Um, And so I think that that is, that is one filter that has been good for me. And then also, I think through observance, you know, if you see this person, like maybe at work or in a life group or wherever it's through observance, how, how is this person treating other people? Are they inclusive? Are they bringing people in? Are they are they gossiping? Are they, you know, and so really kind of I think those those two things I feel like the Lord has helped me to grow and mature in so that I can make informed decisions. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Susan, that's exactly what I you articulated what I meant when I said experience like you, you know, you observing being patient not rushing, you know, because sometimes I feel like we get our feelings hurt because maybe because of one interaction or two, we just make all of these assumptions about someone and just jump in, you know, and it's nothing wrong about, you know, we want to be wise in our dealings. We want to be loving, but we also want to be wise. Yeah. And I think like you said that you just nailed it perfectly. Perfectly.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, so I don't know whoever take it or leave it. <laughs> it's just um, I'm I'm always someone that I'm willing to give away the things that the Lord has taught me mm-hmm. over the years and add it as a toolbox, a tool in your toolbox or set it aside or whatever. But I don't know, that's just something that God has helped me with. Yeah. And it's and it's helped me to not have as many messy relationships. <laughs> because I needed to grow. I needed to mature. I needed to understand that the insecurities I had, uh, an earthly relationship wasn't going to help me process mm-hmm. those things and become more secure because our security is found in Jesus Christ. Uh, and so I think that even, I know that we talked about this just a few minutes ago, but keeping expectations realistic and even setting people free from expectations that you have of them. And sometimes people just aren't able to, maybe they don't have the capacity at that time or for whatever reason to offer what you were hoping or expecting that they would give to you. I, I just feel like we could just do a whole like whole nother episode on on just that. It, it's sure. so so good. So good. I want to talk about trust. I, I, I think that especially for women, not that it isn't for men, but because we're connecting with women here in the online space, I think that trust is is a really Big factor for a lot of us, either mm-hmm. re-engaging in healthy community, or even maybe creating community and inviting people in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it kind of goes both ways there, but um, it it definitely can be one of the biggest obstacles I think in in us being a part of community. How would you encourage the woman listening who wants to engage? but past experiences are holding her back and she would say that it's trust. I I don't trust people and so I don't want to be in community.
1: I think I I would tell that woman to start just you and God. I know if it's an issue of trust for you, you know, I think it's just sitting before God and unpacking where that is coming from and asking God to walk you through that process. Because all of us have experienced being let down or being betrayed or being lied on or, or, you know, someone sharing something personal that you didn't want them to share. Most of us, if not all of us right now that, you know, listening right now have, have, have experienced that. So now it is like, okay, Lord, I don't want those experiences to hold me back from the blessing you have for me. So instead of jumping back or trying to jump back in community, let me get with you first because you know me and you know what needs to be healed. You know the wounds that I have and just letting God start to to do some repair work and some renewing by getting quiet and just sitting and asking God, Lord, what steps do I take? Your devotion time, whatever it's quiet time you have with the Lord. So he can speak specifically to you and give you exactly what you need. And sometimes God tries to do that for us. And we're so busy that we don't hear what God is telling us needs to be fixed or what needs to be healed. So what he'll do sometimes is he'll allow a situation to Come about where you are forced to deal with that wound. So rather than being forced to deal with your hurt, or forced to have been, you know, to deal with the past, then let's just be proactive and say, Lord, I know this is something. You know, I know that it's not your will for me to be an island Christian or a a loner. I want, you know, not the Christians that live on the islands. That's (laughs) I mean, a loner Christian, one who is by themselves. That's not your will for me, Lord. I know this, the Bible shows me that you love community and you love us in community. So the fact that I don't wanna be in one is not, it's it's contrary to what you want. So I'm here, Lord, with my wounds, with my scars, with the memories of the past, and I need you to help me, give me the resources, give me the whatever the word you want me to meditate on so I can begin my healing process and just let God get you to a place where you can make that first step out again. But then you you know, you mentioned we were talking about trust. And I as, I, I just want to emphasize that you know it's it's a day-by-day process, it's it's a day-by-day type of thing. You give piece by piece, you give a little bit more each time based on the context of the friendship or relationship. And as you're getting to know people, if you pay attention, they will let you know how much or how little to trust and that's okay. Some people will get a front row seat. Some people will get the nosebleed. And some people, unfortunately, we they won't have a seat. Now, and that's not saying, you know, we we love everyone. But everyone won't be a part of your community. And and especially if we're dealing with people who have issues of their own and they they have a uh, toxicity going on, and they're not at a place where they're ready to face that they need healing. Mm-hmm. So some people aren't are not going to be healthy for us to be around because they themselves aren't ready to to go along that journey. And that's okay. We can still love them, but they should not have a nosebleed or they should not have a front row seat. And they may not even be able to have a nosebleed because, you know, we we could talk about that as well. You know, there are some that just won't be, it won't be a healthy. Fit for us for some folks,
0: mm-hmm. and that's just
1: the truth of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah i uh, i I sometimes say some people aren't even in the building,
1: so <laughs> they're not even in the building. They're not even in the building.
0: And yeah. and so you know when you when you talk about that you know early on in our time here you mentioned healthy boundaries and so would you say that healthy boundaries are are like a huge factor in knowing who can come a little bit closer who needs to be maybe in this place and how how do you feel like healthy boundaries play into that
1: absolutely because healthy boundaries helps us to make that determination of who I can trust, and sometimes the reason why we we deal with trust issues is because we have to look at our boundaries, ourselves. So once those boundaries are healthy, it, it makes it much easier to determine, oh yeah, this is healthy, this is fine, you know, this is good. And we allow time and interaction and experience to help us to make wise decisions about the people in our lives. But if our boundaries aren't healthy, we just let everything come in and out. It doesn't matter what that person is bringing, disrespect, disloyalty, like you said, gossip, you know, everything that is contrary to who God wants you to be. They're just bringing it in and you're just taking it in. And that's not what God desires us to do. You know, he wants us to have healthy boundaries and God himself demonstrates boundaries himself. He shows us. He, he, God has boundaries. God loves everyone. He says, but listen, if you want to get to me, you have to go through my son. If you're calling us, if you're going to be a follower of my son, this this is the fruit of the spirit. These these This is the evidence that my spirit is living in you. These are all things God, this is my expectation. So yes, is God loving? He is. He's a loving God. He loves everyone, but he has boundaries. Mm.
0: I'm so glad that you brought that up because oftentimes, you know, people feel guilty or they feel like, well, that's not being Christian or I'm being unkind when actually Healthy boundaries are very biblical, and you know nowhere in the Bible does it say thou shall be a doormat. You know, <laughs> and so healthy boundaries are are really good, and and I would even go as far as to say they're they're wise. And and boundaries look differently for for every every person because we are in you know our lives are different, our our capacity is different, um, our mm-hmm. needs are different, what we can give is different, and so. Whatever healthy boundaries looks like for you, invite like Ayana said, invite the Lord into that decision making process and allow Him to show you what healthy boundaries look like for you in this stage in this stage of life, and He will do that because, like you just pointed out, they are very biblical. Mm-hmm. So glad that you that you brought that up. All right, so as we are wrapping up our time here together. Uh, I want to ask you one more question. If you would maybe speak to speak to the woman today, she feels like, okay, so I hear what you're saying and I know that it's heart God's heart for me to be in healthy community to to re-engage, but um i'm I'm not really sure where to start or how to begin, or what is my first step? Are there any specific tips or any godly wisdom that you would pass along as we're wrapping up our conversation this week?
1: Absolutely. I would say, of course, including God, right? Start where you are. And what I mean by that is, if you are, you know, if your children are participating in sports, if your child plays football or soccer, be the mom who brings the snacks. That will give you an opportunity to interact with other parents. If you have a child in elementary school, like I do, see if you can get on the list to to volunteer a day to bring the art supplies or the cookies. That'll give you an opportunity to meet some people. Put yourself and start where you are and, and think of what am I doing right now and where is an opportunity for me to give up my time, to serve and to interact with people who have the same or who are in the same, you know, sphere as I am in this area. Another thing I would suggest is, what do you like to do? Some of us are so busy that we're not taking time to do stuff that, is, that we find fun, things that we enjoy. Do you, do you, you know, did you, are you an artist? Do you like to, you know, paint in your spare time? Do you, do you sing? Do you, do you like to go for walks? Do you like to hike? What do you like to do? So I would say, rearrange your schedule. Because you, you find time to take care of your husband and your children. You find time to take care of your elderly parents. I'm telling you to find the time to do something fun. Go on Google and find that class that's 10 minutes from your house and have some fun. Meet other people who like to line dance. Meet other people who like to paint. Meet other people who like to walk outside and meet some other people that like enjoy doing the things you like doing. And that is going to help you to connect with one or two people that you're like, oh, they're cool. You know, yeah, let's let's hang out. Let's meet at Starbucks before the class. You know, that stuff will happen naturally. But if you you have to step out there and stop using the excuse that you're too busy, I'm calling you to the carpet right now. Get your calendar out and rearrange it. Go ahead. You do it for everyone else. Make the time for yourself and have some fun.
0: Mm. Amen, sister. (laughs) You better preach, girl. You know, the thing that I I so appreciate you bringing bringing this to a close is the steps that you shared. Number one, they are so practical Mm -hmm. um, because I think that it's human nature to overthink things. And then in that overthinking, we make things more complicated than they need to be. I mean, those are just so practical, simple steps that anybody could pull one of those out. And I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to, uh, it feels a little risky, but I can do that. That doesn't seem so overwhelming to me. I mean, it's not, it's not brain surgery, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. this is, uh, you did just such a fantastic job. Um, I mean, just really, really practical tips that anybody could kind of wrap their, their minds around and say, Mm -hmm. okay, these are really great ideas and I can choose one of these and I'm going to do what Ayana told me to do, and I'm going to begin where I'm at with what I have right now. So good. So, so good. I feel like we could just continue this conversation. This has been so good. And you are are so incredibly wise. and, And I know that things that you shared today just added so much value to the listening community. And so I just want to say thank you for allowing the Lord to use you to speak into our lives. And I would humbly encourage the listening community to make sure that you're checking out the show notes because if you want to hear more from Ayana, um, there are links in the show notes that you can connect with her in the online space, including her amazing podcast that is just so incredible. And the content that she is just creating and putting out into the world is really, really good she has amazing guests on there and you will be encouraged and just really championed forward in um, not only in your faith, but in the things that God is maybe calling you to or the things that you are currently walking through in your own life. So thank you so much, Ayana, for joining us this week. It's been such, a, such an honor to have you back on the show again.
1: Thank you so much, Susan. I enjoyed my time here as well. Thank you. Mm, Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, ladies, again, for joining us this week and have a great rest of your week. Stay well. Remember that the Lord loves you and he could not love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment. Take care and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment it not only means so much to me but in the online space and the podcasting world the more stars reviews and comments that a podcast receives the further the reach it ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you right back here. Same place, same time next week.